Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Before we get to the show, we have to introduce our fabulous guest, Emily Enfeld. She is an eight-time individual state champ in Ohio, a current Ohio 1,600-meter state high school record holder, as well as a 2008 high school national champion in the mile. After graduating from high school, Emily attended Georgetown University, where she was an 11-time All-American with three NCAA runner-up finishes and one win in the indoor 3K. In addition to these extraordinary accomplishments, Emily has competed in the World Cross Country Championships, won a world bronze medal in the 10K, competed in the 2016 Olympics, and in 2018 was the U.S. cross-country champion. She has a cat named Boots, whom she adopted from the Humane Society, and shared with us that Boots is a snuggler and the softest cat. Emily has a fabulous boyfriend named Max, and they love spending time in the kitchen together in addition to going out to eat. In her spare time, Emily loves to read, cook, and listen to podcasts. We are so, so honored to have Emily on the show today. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of SRC Radio. We are so honored that we are joined by Miss Emily Infeld. And I said that correctly, right? It's Infeld? Yeah. Okay, good. You're one of the only people who can say my name right. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so honored. I really am. Oh, Kelsey practiced. (laughs) Yes, I went on YouTube before this and listened to multiple (laughs) interviews. No, I didn't do that, I promise. (laughs) Um, Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to post a whole introduction of you um, before this episode, like kind of just telling all these amazing accomplishments that you've you've had in your life. So congrats to you and and everything you've done. and, And thank you for being a part of this show tonight. Oh, thank you, Gail, so much. I'm excited to chat um, and to be on the show tonight. Um, so, Emily, we always ask our guests, and the first question we go for is, how'd you get your start in running? So, for me, um, it was kind of my family. My older sister ran in grade school, and then my dad got super into running, and he did all sorts of, like, marathons, road races, and whatnot, so he dragged me out when I was I think probably in like third grade when I was like eight years old to do fun local runs with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the very first one I did was just a fun, a fun run mile. And it was down, um, it was in my town that I grew up in and ended at Rascal House, which is like a pizza place similar to um, like Pop John's or Domino's or something. But I think mm-hmm. it's only in Cleveland because I always say that to people and they're like, what's that? I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> but it was, we did like a mile run and this is in the morning and then we got like a bunch of pizza and stuff. And I was like, this is so fun. Can we do another one? Um, and then I feel like we did almost every weekend a run um, mm-hmm. that summer. And then I, I mean, growing up, I did all sorts of sports, but I loved running. Like that was my favorite aspect of every sport. So when I got to start doing track, um, I think probably when I was like 12, um, I just was so excited. Um, and I 
see my sister who's four, four years older than me and she just was so talented and winning all these races and I was like I want to win I want to be just like her um so yeah I just I feel like I fell in love with it and it was really nice a fun thing to do with my dad and with my older sister it's really cool when you have like a sport that everybody in the family like truly enjoys to do that's so special it's like a really cool bonding thing but not only that it's like no, no one's being forced to do it you know like you always like your parents are like oh yeah this this adventure is gonna be great and like you have like one sibling who just like hates it the other one who loves yeah. it so it's really <laughs> wonderful that to hear that you know you have all of these wonderful and and um very almost powerful experiences with your family through running yeah it's super super special and I feel like instead of I mean my family growing up instead of going on like fun beach vacations which I oh I mean that's what I love to do now and I like was always mad at my dad but he always wanted us to do like outdoor vacations so we'd go on like bike trips and like hiking and um like rock climbing and that kind of stuff which was super fun and like so unique but he always he loved us to be active so I think that was really special. And I feel like being like our whole family being active just helped kind of fuel my competitive spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It's, it sounds like a very natural progression for you into running, which is, which is really beautiful and nothing seemed forced. Yeah, no, that's the one thing that was nice. I feel like I, I wanted, it was a bummer because I didn't, I think we had cross country starting in maybe middle school and I was like, I want to run all year round, but they didn't have running. So I was just doing like every sport I could. And I was just, I'm like, have no hand-eye coordination. I was playing basketball and like playing, trying softball and volleyball and tennis and just like horrible at all of these. And I was like, I just want to run. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> So one of our followers asked, you know, kind of a little bit of an in-depth question, like, like, why do you run? What is it about running that lures you in? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I, I think it's just cool to be battling yourself and to see how much you can push yourself. I mean, for me, it's always seeing like how fast I can get. And I think my goals are constantly changing based on what I can do. Um, I feel like I said, I mean, I have like, eternally lofty goals but I have more realistic goals in my mind and then when I set those I'm like okay new ones and it's just fun because I think running is super special um in that you can I mean when you're putting in the hard work you can see the gains <laughs> and I think obviously that's not like totally one-to-one -to -one because there's so many obstacles and difficulties in running and me personally I mean I've had a lot of injuries um and that's frustrating because you feel like you're doing everything right putting in all the work and you're like why isn't this showing mm -hmm. uh but I I just love being competitive and trying to get the most out of myself um and I love that feeling of just pushing yourself so much where you feel like I don't know if you've had a race where you're just like oh my gosh I laid it all out there and I'm so stoked mm -hmm. like that was I had absolutely nothing left like that's my favorite mm -hmm. feeling I mean I feel exhausted and like loopy and I feel like that's always after if like you guys have ever talked to like I don't know other I feel like remember finishing NCAAs and everyone's like zonked and I was like trying to chit chat with people like not making sense because I was just like so <laughs> utterly exhausted but I was just like that was amazing like blah 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 and just super stoked on such a high and 
um, yeah, it's fun. And I feel special too, that I get to do it with so many amazing women. So that definitely mm. helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you had a really positive experience from what we can tell, um, back in NCAAs and in college, what made you want to become a professional runner and what were the steps that you took to do so? Yeah. So, I mean, as early as I'm now remembering fourth grade, I talked to my mom and she told me this, that in fourth grade, we had to go to school dressed up as what we wanted to be. And I went dressed up as Flo Joe, that sprinter. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be an Olympic runner. That's my goal. Like, that's what I want to be when I grow up, um, which is so funny to me because I'm like, wow, I don't think I mean, I don't really even remember that. But she told me that. So I, I know it's been a goal for a long time. But I guess that was probably the first time I said it out loud in fourth grade for my class. Um, <laughs> but uh, then since then, I mean, I always loved running and I loved loved running, loved school, loved social, like balancing those three. Um, and I think in college, I wasn't even sure that professional running was something I could do. I knew I wanted just to keep running after college. And I was like, I definitely like, I'm a runner for life. Like I want to keep running. Um, but I didn't know exactly how to get into it. And I knew that I really wanted to try to train for the Olympics. And that was a huge goal of mine. Uh, and then I just felt lucky. I had the opportunity to um, joined Shalane um, and Kara Goucher was there at the time um, and Jerry Schumacher in that training group so I just I mean I feel really lucky because I graduated my senior year and was planning on going back to Georgetown for a fifth year I wanted to get a master's and then kind of just had that opportunity and um, was weighing everything back and forth um, and then my coach um, as well as that left for Stanford which completely solidified my mind that I wanted to kind of take that jump and see um, if I can make it trying to be a professional runner. What was that? <clears throat> excuse me. What was that jump like? Because I feel like there's this little, like, you didn't really put your toe in. You kind of just went all for it. Like, that's so exciting. And I can imagine very nerve wracking at the same time. Yeah, it was cool. It was <laughs> definitely a different experience and definitely Definitely jumping in to try to train with Shalane Flanagan um, is huge. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I was just like exhausted. I feel like I was always just doing parts of her workout. Like I was never finishing a workout. Jerry would always just give the workout and I would just kind of do as much as I could or hang with her for as long as I could. Um, but every, I mean, I think that kind of, it was kind of cool because in my mind, I was just so stoked. I was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm just doing like, bits and pieces of this that's fabulous until I started to do the whole thing and then I was like man I have to be pretty fit like if I'm I think I'm in good shape um but it was I mean it was wonderful but at the same time too I definitely was in a little over my head and I'm someone too who's very stubborn in the sense that I I want to get the most out of myself I don't ever want to complain and I've learned, I mean, it's hard for me to learn that, but to be more vocal um, with myself, my body, and my training, because I was like, I just have to prove to them that I belong and that I should be in here. So I feel like I was kind of just doing exactly everything I said. And I think I should have been a little more vocal about like, this is a lot more than I was used to. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of caused an injury cycle for me. And I was able to, I feel like, figure that out a bit in 2015, but it's, injuries are just a tough part of the sport, so I wish I could say, like, I figured it out, I know, but I'm just still learning. <laughs> Always learning. 
Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I love that idea of advocating for yourself and like really truly tuning into your um into your inner core almost and, and understanding like what you need at any given point in time. And that changes, which is so beautiful. Um, so I'm really happy that you paid tribute to that and also paid tribute to the fact that you're still learning. Um, I think that's a very powerful testament to kind of who you are as a person in the world and, you know, where you can being in the position that you're in, where you can almost, you know, set a great example for those who follow you and those who, you know, really like to hear from your story and, and more about you, Emily. Oh, well, good. <laughs> that was very well worded. I'm like, oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Gosh, thank you so much. I'm actually blushing right now. So I don't know if you can see me, but um, oh gosh. Okay, so Emily, um, you did mention a few, or you have mentioned a few times now. Unfortunately, a little bit about your injury. So, um, you don't have to go in depth about it. I know injuries are really just tough overall. So, um, at this point in time, would you mind sharing just a bit about us of where you're currently at? You know, what are what are you working through? Um, what can you know followers help support you through? Um, just kind of give us an idea of what we can do to help and where you're at. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Um, so I've, I mean, currently I've had issues, I mean, since 2017 with my left hip. Um, mm. And it's so funny because I think it just got to the point where if everything felt good, but my left hip was hurting, I was like, oh, I'm like doing good. Like everything, mm. like body's fine. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of, it had been there for so long. Um, so all of 2017 was kind of like a nagging thing that I was just running through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I decided to up my miles talking with um, Jerry. I have aspirations to be in the marathon at some point. So we up my miles, but probably more than we should have. And I just was getting exhausted. Um, I had a hamstring tear in January of 2018 and had to take a couple weeks off um, and then ran. I was signed up for US Cross and was kind of like, well, like, let's still run it. Like I took a few weeks off, but I'm like, maybe I'll just be extra fresh. So I ran that race and it went pretty well. Um, so then Jerry was like, well, I feel like you have to be like, you're, you're probably good. I feel like if your hammy felt good there, then that's fine. I'm like, yeah, my hip was still kind of hurting, but like hammy actually felt like, okay, after taking time off. Um, so I went and ran a 5k, um, paced one Jorgensen four and that went well, but then I just started getting these bad planner issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got an MRI and I had some stress reactions in my feet and then just bad planner tearing. Um, so it was taking time off, kind of ebb and flow with that and then getting some weird nerve symptoms, which kind of t- took me out for a couple months. Um, I got a saline injection, um, which totally cleared that up. But then I was still, I just felt like I wasn't running right and mm. um, still getting foot issues on both feet and just kind of mm. trying to run through it. Um, and just wasn't sure if I was just super out of shape or whatnot and was trying to get back, um, but just wasn't feeling great. Uh, and then in November I got a stress fracture in my tibia. (laughs) So like there was that. And then uh, I went to the USOC and I just found out that I have a bad labral tear. Mm. So, um, I think that was probably the root of all these other injuries, um, and with the pain, cause it's most likely been there for two years and it's just something that I'm like kicking myself cause I'm like, yeah, I felt it, but I think I just, I was able to run well on it in 2017, 
that I was like, oh, it must not be something. And then I think slowly, gradually over time just became more and more debilitating um, mm-hmm. until the point where my hip just wasn't really working. And I was compensating mm-hmm. so badly, like with my feet. I did. It was super cool. The USOC is fabulous. Um, and I feel like helping me like work through everything. And they were mm-hmm. doing all this testing <clears throat> on me, um, like force plate testing to see how I was landing and mobility and um, all this different stuff. And we're just showing me that basically I lost all the mobility in my hip and my foot was making up for it. So like my foot and ankle flexion was drastically different. Um, I'm already a pretty bad heel striker, but he's doing it more so. So I think that's why I had the foot issues on that side. And then tibia, because it was all, everything was on my left side until I started getting a little foot issues on my right side. But I think that was mostly because I then had a stress fracture and some reactions and different things. Um, and then another hammy tear. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I just felt like a hot mess. I'm like, what's wrong? But I think it's just that compensating and it's like, makes me frustrated at myself because I fell into that trap of, I've done this before where I feel something like, no, it's not right. But then I'm able to run through it for a certain amount of time. And I'm like, well, if you're running through it, then like, I must be okay. Cause you know, you get certain nickels here and there and like aches and pains. Yeah. Um, but it's, I feel like one of those things that it feels a little worse every day. So it's like, well, it's just a little worse than yesterday. And then the next day is a little worse than that. So you're like, well, it's not like, it's just getting progressively a teeny bit worse. Um, but then you're looking at where you were starting from and where you're currently at. And I uh, just got sidetracked by, I think, some compensation injuries and wasn't avoiding um, the real injury, which is in my hip. Mm. So long-winded. <laughs> no. I was like a year and a half of trying to figure stuff out. Um, but I, yeah, I'm recovering, um, now from, from that injury and just making baby steps. So I'm really slow going. Um, but hopefully I'm, I'm here, I'm going to stay in Colorado for, um, about six weeks and my boyfriend's here right now, which is wonderful. Um, so just not, um, a little bit bigger of an injury than I would have liked, but, uh, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. yeah, I can imagine even just like recounting it is like exhausting. So I can only imagine what it's like to go through it. Oh my gosh, that's um, more power to you for keeping up your spirits, even though I can imagine it was not an easy thing to do. <clears throat> oh, thank you. I feel like I mean I think it's just injuries are tough and yeah I feel like there's like an injury cycle and sometimes it's hard because you're chasing symptoms and not uh it's hard to decipher like what's the symptom of the actual injury um and like what is the injury and I've struggled with that and I think that's I know I mean other people have as well and that's something that it's just like you kind of have to learn and um check in with yourself check in with your body and I feel like I'm definitely good at preaching that and I just wasn't um following my own advice (laughs) as much I was kind of getting sidetracked by things that were bothering me more so um without kind of trying to follow up the chain um yeah so I feel I feel lucky now to have figured it out and I'm like confident with the team here and everyone's being so great um Mm. but just sidelined for longer than I would like That's a bummer. Yeah. And isn't it hard when you think you've like nailed an issue, but then something else comes up and you're just like, gosh, like, how do I trust myself to know? Cause then you start second guessing that can be really challenging. No, it's hard. And that is, I mean, exactly what I was feeling like when I'm like, okay, awesome. Like my foot's feeling better. And then I'm like, 
or like my hammy's feeling better, but then my foot's feeling bad. And then my foot's feeling better, but then all of a sudden my shin's feeling bad. And then I'm just like, what? I'm like, this is so weird. Like, what, what am I doing? That's so crazy. And then just wasn't fully kind of following up the chain. Cause I think at that point my hip pain was just in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, that's just kind of a constant. But it's like, well, maybe it shouldn't be a constant. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead, Meg. Were you going to say something? No. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We have um, a few questions. So I know when being injured, cross-training is a major part of kind of the comeback and um, keeping in shape. So we have a question from Gwen Jorgensen about your cross training. (laughs) It was so funny. She like asked like three of them and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to put this on the list. (laughs) Wait, that's hilarious. I love that. She's so cute. I was texting her earlier today. That's so funny. I love her. (laughs) Wait until you hear the one that she asked later. It's nothing like like battery, oh, yeah. which is like fun one. You knew that she knew you to ask this yeah. question, sort of a <laughs> yeah. thing. So well, you'll know who it is yeah. when we ask it. Aww. But um, yeah. So as Megan said, what's your go-to cross training and why? <laughs> I lo- I love that she asked that. It's killing me. <laughs> um, I mean, I for me, I think anything in the pool is good. I love aqua jogging. Um, I'm terrible at swimming, but I know like it's a fabulous workout for me, fabulous cardio wise. So I like to kind of mix up things in the pool. Um, cause I feel like it's, I don't know. I think it's the best for the body. Um, I mean, obviously depending on your injury and what you're going through, um, like do whatever feels best for you. But mm-hmm. for me, the pool always seems to feel like therapeutic and I always feel good afterwards. I feel like longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't wait. Could you just say longer? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're stretched out. Yes. Okay. I'm so happy you said that because like the other day, so our pool's been closed at the the school I work at for like over break because we're a really small school. And so, um, but I got out of the pool the other day and I was like, I think I grew two inches. Like my limbs felt so long and it's almost the same thing with like yoga. Like, I feel oh, like my yeah. muscles, like, just stretched so much. But I'm really happy you said that. I, I thought I was weird <laughs> yeah. for thinking it, but maybe no. not. We're on the same wavelength. I love it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, um, oh, ahead, before, well, kind of when we get into this question, too, because um, I've noticed you use a Pilates reformer, which is awesome. Yeah. We would love yeah. to learn about that. Just because I don't see a lot of runners that use that necessarily and a lot of people are unfamiliar with it so maybe incorporate that into this but how do you um how often do you incorporate your prehab strengthening and core into your into your weekly routine or your daily routine um so for me I do prehab every day I don't do everything every day um and depending on how much time I have uh before going out for either my first run second run or even cross train I'll do um, I mean, when I'm more so coming back from injury, I think I, I spend more time with it and probably do anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour every day before doing an activity, um, which seems like a lot, but I feel like that's just training myself how to do it. But I think whether it's like 10 minutes, I think it's good to just do those cues for your body and picking out, um, like what exercises work for you and just kind of switching it up. So you're not just doing the same two exercises every day. Um, so that's what, if I'm like, okay, I'm like pressed for time. I want to make sure that I'm like, I want to do like a glute activation or, 
um, do this like hip mobility thing or um, whatnot. And always, I love foam rolling. So I feel like I always do that before and after. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending on when I'm more in a, a heavy training um, routine and feel like I kind of things are clicking and um, I'm doing well, I don't spend probably as much time with rehab, um, which is not what you should do. I think that you should spend time doing it regardless of your, your phase of training. But I think that, um, I'll have some days where I definitely more so spend 10 minutes versus an hour. Uh, but when I'm coming back from injury, that's, I think for me, just as important as doing the activity, just to try to retrain my body, um, and do those cues. Um, and then, so we do, I do that pretty often. We do strength and lifting three times a week with our core coach. Um, and then I do Pilates once a week, uh, with my friend Tracy, who she's fabulous and she's her own studio. And we now, um, like Shalene's done it a few times, calling it every single week. Um, and then my friend Emily Menges, who plays soccer for the Thorns and, um, another friend, Lindsay Drake, who just works for Nike and is a fabulous runner and, um, wonderful person does it as well. So now we have a crew, which is so, so fun. Um, I just feel like it makes it more enjoyable. And we have Tracy and then Ivy, um, the other instructor are just both so great, so in tune um, with all of our bodies. And I think, I don't know, I love the reformer because I swear you can't cheat on it. Like it's just like on the floor, like when I've gone to mat classes, I'm like, there's some exercises where like, oh yeah, I can totally do that. But no, I'm using my hip flexors the entire time. Like I'm not using my core, but the reformer is, I think kind of allows you to adjust so that you can still do the exercise, but do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and having them watching my body, it's always so funny because I'll lay down on the machine and they're like, are you straight? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, completely turn me. And I'm like, I feel so crooked now. They're like, no, now you're straight. Like <laughs> your body's super off. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I think it's wonderful. I love Pilates and I'm like now a huge advocate. I feel like everyone should try to incorporate some Pilates into their life. <laughs> We just have, um, so every day at work, um, from like noon to one during like our lunch break, there's either like yoga offered or Pilates offered upstairs in one of the classrooms. And I can so relate to, um, (laughs) to like being straight on, and this is just a mat class, mat Pilates class, but like being straight and like, I always think that like either my hip, my feet are hip with hips with apart and they never are, or being straight, um, on the mat is the hardest thing to do like the the old woman who teaches the class literally will come over and like kick me with her legs just to make sure I'm straight um oh my gosh it's so challenging and then when she puts you straight like you said Emily you're, you feel like so off kilter it's, yes, it's quite funny exactly. when you think about it yeah <laughs> I'm not an instructor because I teach yoga so oh, really? oh yeah that's oh, right. oh, fabulous yeah. I love that yeah <laughs> I need to add a little more yoga into my routine. Um, I have not been doing yoga, but one of my friends is actually um, just got her certification in Portland. So she, I was doing a little stretching stuff with her. Um, When I get back to Portland, I'm going to definitely be going to her classes. I think that's good too. Just like long, lengthening you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I highly advocate for yoga and I know Megan does too. We're, we're yoga freaks here, yogis here. We love it. So it's, it's a fun thing to incorporate. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, another big part of SRC, we talk a lot about self-care. We have a follower who wants to know, um, how do you take care of your body physically? And then how do you look out for your mental health as well? 
Oh, I love self-care. So I'm so happy that you guys love it and talk about it um, and are bringing it up. Uh, but for me, I mean, I I like to read. Um, I like to listen to podcasts. I feel like that helps my mind a ton. Um, I kind of alternate with what I what I've done. I got really big into coloring books and that was like a fad and I love it. I mean, I love it still. I think it's just like super therapeutic and really Mm -hmm. nice. Um, but I think podcasts are great. And I listened to this podcast called forever 35, which my friend in Portland, Anna told me about. And it's just these two women who are wonderful. They're, um, married and they're in their late thirties or like they're each, whatever they each have, um, families, in their late thirties, they're wonderful. Um, and they just talk, uh, about powerful women. They'll always bring like a woman on, um, as a guest speaker and they talk about how to take care of yourself. And a lot of it's like, it's so funny, but like anti-aging stuff or like, I'm not like staying forever young in a sense, but being like, like spiritually forever 35, like feeling like young on the inside, but then talking about like vitamin C serum and, um, Epsom salt baths or whatever it may be. Uh, but it's just, I think really nice. It's a good for me kind of detox, um, from um, all my other podcasts are basically like new news podcasts, um, and kind of that kind of stuff, which is a little heavier. And then I like to have this little like frou-frou podcast and it like relaxes my mind. It's just like, they're super funny, like quirky friends. They're like you guys, which I really like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, that podcast sounds awesome. It sounds like a, a lot of fun and something that I think maybe a lot of our listeners can relate to. Um, I know we do have like a little bit of a younger group listening, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes like words from 35 isn't even old, but like from an, uh, someone who's a little bit older than we are, like it, it makes you really reflect on kind of where you're at and like hearing from someone like that. It just, it opens your mind. It's so exciting. And I don't know, I think that's a great podcast to bring into, to, um, our listeners because it may not be one that they listen to very often. Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it because it. I, I feel like too. I'm kind of stuck in that age since 28 now, where I'm kind mm. of like, where am I? Like, I'm not quite 30. Yeah. Um, but it's nice because I like get to hear them talk about kind of like, oh, those like mistakes we made, like whenever. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Like everyone yeah. makes mistakes. Like that's like it's cool that like they're still trying to figure stuff out. And, and mm. I don't know, it just makes me feel better. Like it's okay if you don't have everything figured out. Like I don't think I've, like no one ever has everything figured out mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of a nice reminder <laughs> that like everyone's just doing their best and doing what they can day by day um mm-hmm. and if like wearing a face mask makes you feel good then you should do it and I love doing that because it makes me feel good <laughs> what's your now do you have like a go-to face mask that you use or do you make one up at your house I was just talking to my brother last night and he made one out of like turmeric and a few other things. And but when oh, he woke really? up his yeah, but like I was like Mario, like you can't do that because then his skin was all tinted orange. Like have you ever cooked with turmeric and it gets on your hand? Oh yeah. And I was like Mario, what are you thinking? And he goes, Oh, it'll come off eventually. I was like, Yeah, it's probably all over your pillow from sleeping. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I was like, gosh, not the best thing. But so do you have like a go-to recipe that you use, or do you like to purchase one at the store that's your favorite? Oh my gosh, the eye. I was thinking about making them um, because you guys, do you guys watch the new Queer Eye at all? No, oh, I don't, but I've heard good things. Oh, uh-huh. it's really good. But um, that Jonathan Van Ness, who 
who I think is awesome. I follow him on Instagram, but he has like home remedy um, face masks, but I'm always, I'm like a little too nervous to try. I'm like, I feel like if he was doing it for me, I would do it, but I'm like too nervous to try it on my own. So like huge props to your brother. I think that's awesome. Um, so cool. But I, I don't know. I kind of just um, rotate. I love, I'm really liking the glam glow ones. I feel like they're, they had Sephora some like special on there. And I went shopping mm. with my sisters um, when I was back in Cleveland um, right after Christmas and they had all these ones on sale and I was like, Ooh, so now I've been putting that on and I really like it. It like makes my face feel nice and like tingly. And then they have this moisturizer that my boyfriend says smells like, like sherbet or something. It's like, <laughs> fruit, like, like you smell really yummy. And I'm like, Oh, I think it's this moisturizer I put on. Um, which is like better from probably like my normal sweaty gross smell. Um, <laughs> but I like that one. Um, I like this Tula um they do I don't know yeah I think they're in New York maybe but they have a really good face mask um and I, I like the ones too where they dry and you can have them on your face for a little bit mm -hmm. I'm not I haven't really done the Korean masks which is a big thing like those white ones that everyone I feel like will put on oh, yeah. um their face like my friends put them on when they're flying and then we'll send me like snapchats of them like in the plane like next to like a random stranger with his face mask on I'm like what are you doing <laughs> but I'm not on that level quite yet but maybe sometime someday <laughs> I've always seen like those um like people fly with those things under their eyes They're, like the pads I don't know yeah. what those are what they do I, <laughs> they look so funny like yeah, gel I just bought those and I haven't used them yet, okay. but I am having, I'm saving them to use at some point, I guess, but I don't know why I haven't used them. I've like had them for two weeks now, um, but I want to try them. So I don't know exactly what yeah. they're doing, but I can let you know after. Yeah, keep us updated. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I, I always want to ask, but then I don't want to like, I don't know. It's always yeah. funny though when I see them. <laughs> um, so switching topics a little bit, and I guess this is a, around the idea of self-care as well. Um, we had a few followers who, who were just inquiring, had a few like nutrition questions. Um, so one of them I thought was particularly interesting. Um, this follower asked if you've ever struggled with your relationship with food, especially while you've been injured. Oh, I think that's a good question. I, I feel like that's hard because I think I don't know, especially for me, when you're used to being so active, my appetite definitely goes down when I'm injured. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also sometimes that correlates if you're in kind of a sad state or like mm -hmm. negative mindset. I feel like it's almost, I don't know, you get like sucked into that thinking and you don't like quite remember to take care of yourself. And I feel like mm -hmm. that um, I'm definitely better with that now. But I do know like when after my first well, actually, after both of my sacral stress fractures, but mostly my first one, that was, like, my first big injury, and I was just in, like, a sad state, mm -hmm. and I feel like just kind of, like, wasn't really thinking about, like, how to cure for myself. Like, I would um, just kind of lie in bed all day. I feel like I remember, like, skipping breakfast and, um, I don't know, just, like, not, not having good patterns or habits or routines, and mm -hmm. that's something where I think I was just kind of in that, like, woe is me state. And I, not the entire time I was injured, um, but definitely like the first couple of weeks, I feel like was like, just kind of fell off the map. Um, and then I would just eat like chocolate cake or ice cream. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, this is fine. Cause I'm just eating this. It's like, no, that's, you can't just eat that. Like, it's mm. not okay. Um, 
but I feel a little better with that and better with the routine. And I'm also thankful right now uh, that I've been in Colorado while I've been injured because they have fabulous food here. And it's just like so yummy. They always have good salad. Then today they have Pad Thai. It's like Pad Thai Tuesday. So it's like the big thing. Uh, But they always just have like constantly changing things. And um, I feel like I'm getting good fuel for my body um, and not kind of not forgetting about that aspect. Mm. Um, I think that's hard too, because when you're injured, it's like you still are healing um, and you need to take care of yourself. Um, but I do think it's probably like a li- like everything in moderation too. Like I think you shouldn't ever punish yourself, but I think it's not definitely not good to get into those habits of like, what was me? And then only eating ice cream. Mm. I mean, I feel like everyone has those days, like do that every once in a while, but don't do that for like months yeah. on end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's absolutely. not self-care either. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and you're not going to feel any better. You're just yeah. going to be like, I feel like feeling worse about yourself. Um, <laughs> So I think, I don't know, I, for me, like, I love having my hot coffee in the morning. That's something where I'm like, I've tried to detox caffeine a little bit, um, especially when injured too. And I'm like, I don't need this as much. Like, I'm not training as hard. But I'm like, you know what? Like, if I like it, maybe I'll do half decaf or something like that. But I still want it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, I'm allowed to have that. And yeah, I think just talking to a nutritionist can always be helpful. Um, mm. And that's something like, I hope that's not stigmatized because I think they're like a fabulous resource. And there's so many things like, I mean, there's so much I don't, I don't know. And I'm learning so much more about nutrition and I've learned a lot more just over the mm. years, but mm. it's hard. And I think it's definitely a learning curve. And um, especially, I mean, depending on what you do, like what your job is or mm. like whether you're like running is your job or, running is just a hobby on the side I feel like it's hard like I see my friends who work and sometimes they'll work late hours and whatnot and it's mm. just I don't know if especially just reminding remembering to take care of yourself and um yeah doing things that are good for you and eating lots of colorful things I feel like a colorful plate is a good plate <laughs> yes <laughs> like you want the rainbow on your plate No, that was great answer to the question. I I think you highlight so many important things, Emily, you know, um, I think it's, it's honorable to, to, you know, to really sit and kind of wallow for a little while. Like that's really important to do and almost grieve after your injury. Like, because if you don't do that and you just push it down and push it down and push it down, then gosh, it's all like, it's like bubbling inside you and it never comes up. So I think it's so important to grieve and like eat that chocolate cake and ice cream and have that every once in a while or have that for like three weeks straight. If that's what you need and your body's grieving at that point in time, do it because there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so thank you for sharing your perspective on that and also mentioning to listeners um, and to Megan and I about meeting with an RD because that can eliminate a lot of questions and like is like faulty information when you're really getting it from someone who studies um, nutrition and health and, and, and what that means for you individually. So thanks for mentioning that. Oh, totally. And that's, um, that reminds me of one other thing. Cause I, sure. so this summer when I, uh, wasn't really running cause I was rehabbing, I was going to lots of, um, like different camp camps. Mm. Um, Nike has like a few running camps and most like they're all high school mm-hmm. running camps. And I was talking to people and a lot of people kept asking me like how many calories I eat and mm. like that kind of stuff. And I, I'm like, Oh, I think it's so hard. Cause I'm yeah. like, I, 
everyone is, everybody's so different and mm-hmm. I don't count calories and I don't like, I don't feel the need to. And I don't ever, like, I don't want to knock you if that's like, if that's what you are doing and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's hard to compare yourself. And that's yeah. why it's like, you can't, like, I, I feel like that's such a, a hard question to answer because there's mm-hmm. no one answer for everyone. So that's why too, I think going to nutritionist, if you want more information and to like focus on yourself and your body, because mm-hmm. everyone's so, so different mm-hmm. yeah. and not trying to say like, there's one right way for everyone or like, you should be doing this, like just because so-and-so does this. I think there's good examples to follow, but, um, I definitely think going to someone who is trained in that field is huge. Yeah, for sure. And I do, I see this as well with mileage. Like if someone's doing one mileage back in high school and in college, you know, it was like, oh, she's doing 70 miles a week. I have to run 70 to be a good runner mm-hmm. or, you know, like, um, but everyone is so unique and someone could be successful on 40 or 50 miles and another person could, you know, handle a lot more, but it's all just relative. So. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you, from your introduction, introduction, excuse me, that you sent me, I know that you like to be in the kitchen with <laughs> Max and I yeah. know you love to cook and do you like to bake as well? Yes, I I was definitely a baker before I like before I was considered myself more of a, a not a chef I guess. A chef, but <laughs> oh, you're a chef, Emily. <laughs> let's just say let's just put it out there. You are a chef. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um. So, with that being said, what are some of your favorite things to cook and bake? Um. So. We love pizza. Max loves pizza. So that's one of our absolute favorites. Um, and that's something, too, that all um, the girls, we got in a routine of doing pizza bachelor nights, which is so fun. And it's just, I don't know why, but I feel like making pizza together is just the funnest thing. And I love pizza because um, you can just put so many different things on it and make it your own. We've made different crusts, like cauliflower crust or sweet potato crust um, or just whole wheat, regular um, I don't know, just different, so many different varieties, which is really, really fun. That's one of my absolute favorites. Um, I love stir fries just when I'm kind Mm -hmm. of lazy and bored, Um, whether just doing like lots of veggies and some kind of meat um, and then rice or pasta um, and different sauces. I do, I love in Shalane's cookbook, they have this um, coconut curry peanut sauce that's just like so yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, yeah, or just coconut peanut sauce. Maybe I just added curry in there. Then right now, maybe I put curry in mine. I don't know, <laughs> but just like a little spicy peanut sauce, but it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, just really tasty and easy. And then I feel like if you make like a big vat of that, then you can just put it on like lots of different things and it's so flavorful and good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like those are, I mean, two big go-tos and I love eggs. So I'm like a big, oh, yeah. like eggs for lunch, like making scrambles or, over easy eggs on a sandwich, um, or like avocado toast with eggs. Um, I mean, all of that I love just like super, super good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to kind of jump, uh, we want to be mindful of your time and of course our listeners time as well. So we're going to jump into a few fun rapid fire questions. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Number one, what is your most memorable, memorable race moment? Um, Meddling in 2015 at World. Okay. What is your most embarrassing race day story? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, in 2017, we were, like, on the starting line, like, 
I was like doing strides, like literally like three minutes from the race. And I was like, oh my God, I really have to go to the bathroom. Like I had coffee like way too soon before oh. the race. And I was like, this is bad. So I like oh, no. hopped over a fence in my spikes and there was a porta potty and there was like a big line. And I just like cut in front of everyone. And I was like, I'm about to go run. And we were in, oh shoot, this was, I'm, now I'm like, where did we even run? It was with, Aisha was running and Courtney was running and we were racing a 3K. And I like some, somewhere in Europe and now I don't even know, maybe in, I think it was in Belgium, but they're probably going to be like, no, it wasn't in Belgium. But I think it was in Belgium um, in 2017. And I just like hopped over a fence and ran to the bathroom and then like came back and they're like waiting for me on the starting line. Oh, mortified um and they probably would have started without me but they were literally just like just lining everyone up and I like raced my position um and I was just like that was really embarrassing and like not okay and I really hope Jerry didn't see me like just jump over a fence <laughs> to go to a porta potty like he would have killed me uh, um, <laughs> at least you made it yeah I know that's true I'm like you know, like, like the sad yeah. thing is like that's not like that's happened like a few times where I'm just like oh no like I'm gonna go like in my yeah. last stride out I feel like I was always in college, like the last person on the starting line. Um, and I'm like, no, I need to change this habit. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thank that's you for sharing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, next, next one we have is what is your favorite workout? And you can take this however you like. Oh, um, I really like doing uh, we do like a tempo run and then we'll do faster intervals after so I love that because I feel like it hits both systems and the tempo just gets you fatigued so then when you're trying to do fast stuff like we've done like a four mile tempo or five mile tempo and then try to do super like fast 800s with more rest in between and I think that's good because it's like you get into tempo rhythm 